Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. I also narrated the beginning of this movie. (laughs) My name is Sarah. And my name's Aaron. This week was The Giver from 1991, directed by Screamin' Mad George. That's what it actually says on IMDb. And Steve Wang, written by John Purdy, based on uh, Yoshika Takaya's manga. Starring Jack Armstrong, Vivian Wu, Mark Hamill, Michael Berryman, Jimmy Walker, and David Gale. Special appearance by Jeffrey Combs. This movie was suggested to us. Actually, a DVD copy was given to us by one of our listeners, Ayla. Hey, Hi, Ayla. Ayla. Hey. Yeah, thanks for that. Thank you for that. It will stay in our collection, which is pretty good with that movie in there now. It goes right next to uh, Get Shorty. <laughs> so, um... Ayla, do you really like this movie? Is it is it one of your favorite movies? Because I'm I apologize. I'm gonna say that it's actually one of my favorites. As I, well. well, I know you you've got a history with this. Tell us tell us about this history. Well, there was a very young Aaron who was very obsessed with. Um, he had a satellite. His parents had satellite, mm. so we would watch stuff on that. And uh, one of the channels that he was obsessed with was Sci Fi Channel. And uh, this particular movie uh, was shown on the Sci Fi Channel back-to-back with the Giver 2. And I just happened to have a VHS tape, and I was like, oh boy, getting those. So I recorded them, and I've probably seen this movie half a dozen times. And it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. And uh, I'm going to have to say, though, that this is probably the first time I've seen it in probably a couple decades. (laughs) (laughs) Do Do you remember what the edited version was compared to this? You know, I was trying really hard to remember uh, I assume it any didn't subtle have differences, curses. but I, could, I couldn't find any. Probably the, the swears yeah. is probably one of the big things. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the violence in this movie is definitely was on, was on television. Hmm. They didn't really cut a lot of that. didn't seem like there was anything too terrible. The, the, the worst parts were like the creature transformations, especially Mark, uh, Mark Hamill's transformation is like... The Thing level. Yeah, I was thinking The Thing as soon as that happened. Yeah. I particularly really enjoyed that scene. I thought it was pretty awesome. Mm. So what would you, Sarah, compare this to that we've already watched? What level are we at? In movies we've watched for the podcast? Yes. Not just life. 
I think it's kind of different than movies we've watched for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, what I said when we were watching it is that it's like Doppelganger, but straight out the gate. Instead of, like, you're watching a movie going along and then this crazy transformation happens. It's like, no, you're in the movie, a crazy transformation happens. Like, first thing when you step in. Mm-hmm. And the creatures were kind of gross and goopy and sloppy and <laughs> yuck. Isn't that the Adams Family song? <laughs> <laughs> they're sloppy and they're goopy. They're sloppy and they're goopy. <laughs> <laughs> Something, yeah. Uh, zoonoids. They, these things are called zoonoids, apparently. They're the foot soldiers, right? Yes, they're. Well, I mean, they're they're like the. Uh, there there wasn't really putties in this, you know. I'm comparing this to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like these were all just the appropriate the monsters that Rita Repulsa sent out. And later, whoever the other guy is. Where's that? The guy that replaced Rita. Is, oh, uh, uh, is that Zor? Z- Z- Something like that, yeah. Z- he he kind of Z- looks Z- like uh, the Giver. Oh, yeah, kind of a weird way. He's got that silver thing kind of going, the point. Yeah, the fleshy the bits, the, with the yeah. muscles. Yeah. Oh, how weird. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting comparison. Huh. Yeah. I wonder how much of the creature creations and... Effects like um, I know that Jim Henson Studios handled like the puppets for Ninja Turtles, but I feel like there is so much of like this being kind of like a precursor to like uh, like a, a a run to like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Like show them this and be like, we can do way better with if we have like a bigger budget or something. <laughs> like that. <laughs> it definitely was reminiscent of the Power Rangers. Like there were things. I mean, how exactly do you want to go into this? Do you want to just talk about mm, it? Let's just talk around it, and then eventually we'll do, like, a synopsis or something like that. But Well, the bad guys, specifically to me, seemed more like uh, caricatures of bad guys that you would have seen in something like like the Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Or, or Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. Well, even... It kind of was a little bit cartoonish to me, even Absolutely. like the outfits and stuff, and the and the the things they would say to each other. Yeah, it was such a surreal experience because I remember as a kid thinking how serious it was. Movie was to me how mm-hmm. cool it was. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely how cool it was. But then yeah. like seeing it this time, I was like, oh my god, they're like, like there's like scenes where people are just kind of like waving their arms around. It's <laughs> just like. Acting like they're they're like trying to find something for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when Los Lobos showed up, then I realized that there's I wasn't gonna be able to take this seriously. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to them in the progression here. Yeah, so here here is the quick synopsis. I will do a quick synopsis and then we'll just go through it, you know, as much as we can. It, it's kinda hard to keep track of what happens in this movie because I wouldn't exactly call what the scenes filler because there's stuff happening in them, but it, it's kind of interesting how they handle like fight scenes. Like they don't, there's no Jason Statham real quick kick anybody's butt. It's a long time, which, like I said, reminds me of Power Rangers the way yeah. they fight the monsters before they become big. Quick synopsis. Um, there's an alien race that apparently created humanity. Uh, 
and certain members of humanity can mutate into monsters, and they've been experimenting on humans to make a weapon or something like that. And there is a weapon called the Giver that can be used by monsters, but if it's used by a human, then it becomes super-duper powerful. And we start off the movie where the Giver has been smuggled out of the evil Kronos Corporation. Kronos. Kronos. Kronos Trigger. Kronos mm-hmm. Scoper. And it gets uh, picked up by a, a keto moron named Sean. Mm, I forgot all about the Aikido. Oh, yeah. That's why this starts off. That's how you know. That's why he does that stupid pose every time. Oh, that's right. The That thing. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, sh- I probably shouldn't call it stupid because it's, like, probably something that people who actually practice Aikido do. But he looks like he's about to poop his pants whenever he does it. So it's it's not his facial expression or his pose. No, his pose. The way his butt is hanging out over his bent knees. Like I realize this is a, a position. That he, look, he looks like at any second. <laughs> any second. You're saying that he has the look. The look that he's like trying really hard to not poop his pants. No, it looks like he's. Or he already has. He's lined it up, and he's just gonna. Mm. Joel, is this is this how you go to the bathroom? What isn't that how everybody goes to the bathroom? <laughs> Just wondering. You wind up and then you pitch. <laughs> you live you live a glorious life, my friend. So uh, <laughs> the monsters want the Giver, the Sean, the Sean, the Sean. It's Sean. me, the Sean. <laughs> Sean accidentally puts the Giver on, and his girlfriend gets kidnapped by the monsters. He has to go rescue them. He beats up all the monsters, and the movie's over. I don't have much to say about Sean in particular, but I did want to say that in a weird way, he kind of reminds me of Luke Skywalker. Uh, what? Yeah. What, you don't see it? No. You don't think that he looked almost exactly like Mark Hamill from Star Wars? (laughs) You didn't hear the part where after a keto practice, he went, I was going to go to Taji Station and pick up some power converters. (laughs) I mean, this guy had a mustache. Oh, no, no, we're talking about the, the guy. Oh, the Mark. other guy. I'm not yeah. talking about actually Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Initially, I was like, is this Mark Hamill? And then I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's just his clone. Another guy that's supposed to look vaguely Mark Hamill-ish. I'm not sure, but <laughs> or like, no. he, he definitely does. I mean, he's no, got, just, he's got the hair. He's got the you haircut. squint your eyes. He's yeah. got the Luke Skywalker haircut, and he's got the Luke Skywalker boyish face and he's got the luke skywalker about the poop his pants pose (laughs) oh my god joel i don't know what you're talking about you You guys i have this on dvd we'll watch it again in yoga there's like chair pose Mm -hmm. and that's way more of a seated position than what he does in this okay aaron aaron um i need you to stand up okay <laughs> Squat. Okay, now, okay, now put your arm behind your head like that. Okay. Okay. Put the I'm other one it. forward like uh-huh. that. All right. Now bend your knees so that it almost looks like you're about to sit on a stool. Okay. 
Now, tell me it doesn't feel like you could <laughs> let one loose right there. Because that's what he was doing. Well, based on my experience now, Joel, I mean, I don't need to go. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> it just slipped out. Luckily, the guy was like a still suit and it just gets recycled. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> I found it awfully refreshing, actually, to do that Aikido pose, by mm. the way. Yeah, that's why everybody's done. That's why uh, Steven Seagal did it so many times. It's a good stretch. I don't think I've ever seen... You know, I've only seen one Steven Seagal movie. I know he's like an Aikido master. So I guarantee there there must be something where he like makes that pose or something. Anyway, um, Sean, other than being incompetent even when wearing the costume sometimes... <laughs> Well, he's just a kid. He's just kind he's of a, just a kid. He's a blank slate, and so so is uh his girlfriend, girly girl. Yeah, girly girl. What's her name? I didn't catch her name. The this, character's this name movie. is it's. I think it's supposed to be Mitzi. Mitzi. But it's in IMDb. It's M I Z K Y. Misky. Misky. It's Misky. Misky. That's a very interesting name. I'm gonna say yeah. Misky. I don't think I've ever met anyone with that name. Yeah, Miskey. <laughs> Shane. <laughs> just going to put that out there in the universe. <laughs> Haven't ever met a Miskey. If you're listening to the show, right. let us know. Yeah, right into it. <laughs> yeah. Send us a tweet. It's at, at Outer Space Pod <laughs> on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, the opening crawl of this, if you uh, were wondering why I was talking like that in the beginning of the podcast, it's because the guy, whoever they got to read the opening pod, uh, crawl, was obviously trying not to screw it up, so he was enunciating all of his words very carefully, and he wasn't very good at what he was doing. And like, I don't know if I'm he was trying say that to wasn't do take number one. No, that was not take number one. Okay, do it again that. without screwing up. Zoonoids. Okay, well, if you have to say something like zoonoids. I'm sure he laughed a couple times. I'd like to hear some recordings. <laughs> Outtakes, yeah. And the boss is called a Zoalord. Zoanoids, Zoalord, Giver, Lunchbox. These are oh, my yeah. notes. That's right. No, hey, look if if you're a if you're a scientist in the run, yeah, you find a lunchbox. Obviously, you got to hide your Giver unit in there. It makes sense to me. Must not have been like trained to fight or anything like that because when he turns into the creature from the Black Lagoon, this scientist that is trying to smuggle the Giver out to Mark Hamill, he uh, yeah he transforms and he's just straight up you know looks like a fish man. He fights against a totally ugly dude who turns into a monster. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that head goon dude was actually from a, he did star in a Star Trek classic Star Trek episode. At some point. I wouldn't be surprised if he starred in many things where they needed somebody who had a very unique look. The Hills Have Eyes, too. I, th I think he's he's one of the, the dudes from the original Hills Have Eyes as well. I believe he is a hillbilly cannibal. I can take that, man. Yeah, I yeah. believe he was one of the hillbilly cannibals. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sarah, how do you feel about hillbilly cannibals? I don't like them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um... I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I haven't. No, no. I just saw um, clips of it, and I believe he was in those clips. So. I, I've not either. What do you think of that guy's look, though? The baldy McWeird face. Baldy McWeird face? Yes, baldy McWeird face. 
He um he was a little bit odd looking, but I I think I had seen him in something else before too. I couldn't place what it was. Mm. It was like they they wanted to pick weird you know, it was a little bit all over the place. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> well, they got like JJ from Good Times. Like literally JJ from Good Times. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, they let him say dynamite. So, yeah. And, uh, oh, man. Uh, the, a bunch of the other people were like actual, just like, Either special effects makeup people or stuntmen. You know, uh, that that one lady you were saying that we thought she she was probably like a wrestler or something like mm-hmm. that. She's just a stunt woman. Uh, she was in a – she played the, the Klingon uh, – one of the Klingons in uh, Star Trek The Final Frontier in the movie. Number five, I think. You know mm. what I'm talking about? It was the last time you saw that. Star Trek five? Yeah. That would be the one after The Search for Whales, which was four. Yes. Star Trek Five. The search for whales. Yeah, dude. Number three, the search for Spock. Number four, the search for whales. Yeah, dude. <laughs> or number four, the go back in time to find whales. Mm-hmm. There, that's the title. The Welsh people. The Welsh people. Oh, yeah, whales. Oh, people from Wales. Uh, 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 no, you're funny. <laughs> I can't even look at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I felt like I was seeing too much, like, flesh. Like, I kept looking away because all the creatures and all the... Even some of the bad guys, like, before they changed into other alien-type things, they were these, like muscly like figures and I felt like I just didn't want to see all these like all this like skin and like muscles and stuff and it just kind of grossed me out it made me yeah it feels gross it made me feel like when you go to sit down for like a lobster feast and like there's all this lobster and you just break it open and there's flesh and you're supposed to eat it I can see where you're coming from there. I can see where you're coming from. <laughs> and I didn't feel like lobster. <laughs> Just weren't feeling like lobster today. Well, uh, um, anyways, our sponsor this week is Red Lobster. Um, <laughs> I was like, are you seriously mad? <laughs> I guess you can enjoy their cheesy biscuits. <laughs> I always do. No. no. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> No, I, I am. Um, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah, everything feels kind of gross in this movie. Like, uh, even when they're like in the lab and stuff like that. But and uh, the old man who's like the the president of Kronos Corporation. I think is it actually just Kronos Corporation? I think. So, yeah, I that's, that's what it says. Yeah, it's Kronos Corporation. I read the opening opening crawl close enough. Well, they, they, there was a shot of a, of a tower at one point, like a, just a skyscraper, and then just the white yeah. letters, Kronos Corporation. That's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that was right before she woke up in it, so. Yeah. 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 Did you see the uh, old man boss's, like, effect be- way before, like, the final fight? Sarah? The effect of the... Like he like did this mind control thing on yeah. the on the goon. You did you see what like his forehead doing that thing? I don't know. Okay, because it was really gross. 
Oh yeah, no, I I saw it for a second and I looked away. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. It was. See, I can I can say this about the movie. I did not like this movie. Like, I I liked it. It was fun to watch up to a point. I didn't think it was like so bad. It's good, kind of funny enough. But I did like the creature effects. But it was taking itself. I think it would have been funnier if it took itself more seriously, which which sounds kind of wrong headed. But that's usually like the sincerity of a movie. Like we're trying to make a good movie here. This this didn't feel like they were trying to make a good movie. It felt like they were trying to make a a cool movie or something. Just way too many people being like, oh, ooh, eh, eh, ooh, JJ. You know. There were some moments that I think you were just like, no. Yeah, you look at my face. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, I did. One of, audience, one of the fun parts of this watching this movie was seeing Joel want to like throw something through the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I think he, I think there were a couple times when he just looked at the screen and he was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> very audibly just said no that's not gonna happen <laughs> I don't accept you movie <laughs> get out <laughs> yeah it was funny because like I mean it was entertaining to watch the movie but it was entertaining to watch Joel too mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't take such great joy in Joel's pain <laughs> oh no you should you absolutely should it doesn't happen very often I mean it, the last time it happened was when we watched No Such Thing I think you like cussed out the TV when we were watching that. When one. no such thing, when it ended, I threw my journal at the TV. Yeah, F you, F you movie. Yeah, this one I didn't say that. This one I I said that if a certain thing didn't happen, that I was going to give it zero stars, and uh, didn't happen. So <laughs> technically, this is a zero star movie. I still enjoyed. I, I uh, just like with any movie, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. And there were, uh, let me do some compliments here. Um, like I said, I think that the special effects and creature effects are really cool. Yeah. They are so amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. When they're like allowing them to be, like if it's just the monsters just standing around, like waving their arms, you know, Mighty Morphin style, that's not that cool. You know, <laughs> when they're fighting each other, that's not that cool. But when they do actually mutate and we're seeing them uh, up close and stuff like that, that that's pretty cool. I was I remember feeling when I watched the Power Rangers a little bit like it wasn't good. I remember thinking that there were some people that I used to watch it with, maybe some of my younger sisters that were like, "Wow, this is really cool." <laughs> and I was like, "What the heck is this? No, this is not good." I mean, the fighting is kind of fun, but yeah, there were definitely creatures that seemed a little bit you know, they like they couldn't control the movements that were happening. They were just kind of flailing around in a suit. <laughs> like, and I got, yeah, I got that feeling that people were flailing around in a suit a couple of times. <laughs> but yeah. the transformations were kind of insane. Oh, I know. So cool. I yeah. Really, I really the enjoyed- thing level transformations. I really yeah. enjoyed that as well, Sarah. I thought the transformations were really cool. When, let's see, uh, when did that even happen? Like uh, when, when uh, Stryker—that's that's JJ. His character's name is Stryker. He he like I think we see like a full full mutation on him. No, 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 because he's like we he mutates when he's running after Sean and whatever her name is. Um, I think it, 
the only times we see full mutations is in the beginning when the professor goes. Yes, yeah, correct. And the other guy, yeah. And then, oh, is the tall guy also? Do we see tall him? Tall guy, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And then at the very end, we see Mark Hamill, like, really disturbingly mutate. Yeah, a lot of the transformations are done off screen, mm-hmm. or you get like a brief hint of clothing being ripped yeah, off. Somebody then- walks behind and then you hear. <laughs> Yeah, I thought I, I thought they were gross, but I thought that the the technicality of them was impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're sufficiently creepy looking, like that the spider guy we get to see towards the end, and mm-hmm. whatever else is the sexual tyrannosaurus and uh, <laughs> whatever else is going on. You mean during the Scooby Doo hijinks at the end there? Yeah, yeah. When, when, when freaking Mark Hamill and. And so good. Female Such, protagonists uh, running back and forth, go opening doors, and they're running through other doors. It's just a level of cheese that I love. It affects me in such a deep way. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. Well, it was fun. There were yeah. some parts where we were like, oh my God. And that, that was fun to mm. kind of be like, wow, this is really, this is a part of this movie that you don't usually see in movies. Oh, you guys thought that was fun? Hmm. <laughs> let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, Mark Hamill's character a little bit real quick here. Max. Well, he's got a mustache. Okay, check. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> he wears a Carhartt jacket and a very unusual sweater. Sweater. It's like a red sweater tucked into and pants, pants. pulled all the way up to his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> He's a serious man. I just feel like he was trying to do like Columbo at one point, like when he was talking to a female protagonist. <laughs> and uh, he's like, we're going to figure this out, man. We're going to do that. Just one more question. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so did he say he worked for the FBI? CIA. The CIA, excuse right. me. He's the Fox Mulder. So he works for the CIA. The Fox Mulder was it? Oh, he was the Fox Mulder of, of the CIA. CIA. Okay. Yeah. okay. And the the other CIA agents just did not care. Well, I believe the you still chasing Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, and they they looked at the camera. Yep. Wink. <laughs> New line cinema. Uh-huh. <laughs> New line cinema twice. <laughs> Kevin Eastman. See, I feel like there was somebody that's, like I said, this is very comparable to Ninja Turtles from New Line Cinema. And I feel like the difference is that there was somebody on set who was responsible for the property that was like, no, this is stupid. We need to rewrite the scene. (laughs) And this, it was like, okay, we got the in-between. Okay, we got the in-between. Now let's do fighting for 30 minutes. Well, I felt like initially, okay, her dad gets killed. Then they go to the Akito studio. <laughs> yeah. As you, as you do. And then after that, they, uh, you know, they're talking for a bit. Mitsu. He he ends up in the hobo jungle for some reason. Yeah, for some reason he hears. He He's in hobo right? town. He yeah. overhears. Mark Hamill telling Mitzi uh, that her father was murdered, and he takes it upon himself to ride his little scooter into the, <laughs> into the hobo uh, village uh, next to the L.A. Basin or wherever. Yeah, 
And so this guy is in the wrong part of town at night. And I mean, I would be honest to goodness scared if I was like in a bad situation in LA at night, which I have been before <laughs> ever so briefly. Sorry, um, I used to be in a gang. <laughs> but then you see these characters jump out. <laughs> yeah, after he finds the guy in his special lunchbox, he uh, then gets attacked by Los Lobos. That's what I've decided to call them. And uh, Well, I think they kind of were fighting for a long time in, in Hobo Town. With Los Lobos? Yeah, they kept pushing him around because I mean, like I feel like this was this was the, the the director's friends or maybe even the directors themselves. I don't know because they just kept giving him tons of comedy beats. Like, yeah, I've seen this guy at Aikido. Yeah, is he any good? No, he sucks. <laughs> hey, I bet I can beat him up. No, I'll beat him up. Hey, look at my bandana. My, and the huh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna write my note says gang beats up a karate enthusiast. And, and, and he turns into the Giver. <laughs> a karate enthusiast. <laughs> just, we, just, oh, man, oh, man. we just watched uh, um, Hard Eight, which is P.T. Anderson's first movie. Uh-huh. And uh, John C. Riley at one point goes, I know three different types of karate jujitsu. Something regular else kar- and regular karate, <laughs> okay? It's not even, like, supposed to be a joke. It's just he's so dumb. <laughs> Anywho, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about these gang members, Aaron? I thought they were pretty tough. Um, <laughs> the scene, <laughs> the, part where, uh, the part where he does his Akita move, and, and then they, in response, all do the same move back at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all poop their pants they at the same time. All in the same pose. In Hobo Town, everybody does a keto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, they run. They run free classes at the Y. I just or do the alien? Are they aliens? No, they were not aliens. The, the, or the, gangs, the gang gangs members were not aliens. I don't think so because they didn't Hulk out. Well, because they also would have probably known that device was. Uh, they were just regular uh, bad didn't even guys. Didn't seem to notice that thing, even when it was like right on the ground. Because then we go after he gets knocked down. We go into the first like the camera is our point of view, where they're like making fun of him and like pointing directly at the camera. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. They weren't even paying attention because they just wanted to be Right. They shove his face into it, and he becomes. That's kind of man. I thought that part was kind of creepy because it's like a spider is on his face yeah. and then changing. That was a good effect. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, thought, <laughs> I thought it was kind of creepy when he first picked it up and it started like rotating and moving middle. in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. And he was like, <laughs> neat. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, it's not so nonchalant. This yeah. could come in handy. My gosh. Yeah, my notes were. Um, these creatures look like leftover costumes from the labyrinth or repurposed. Which yeah. also, I noticed that there were some parts where the, the soundtrack was a little bit jazzy. Mm-hmm. And um, synthy. And some it's of it sounded yeah. some of it sounded labyrinthy. Yeah, it was all too. synth. I said Final Fantasy VII music. That's what it sounded like, the battle themes or something like that. My notes were the buff chick, the hobo town. <laughs> music. <laughs> music. That was the alternate name for this movie, The Buff Chick and the Hobo Tip. 
<laughs> the creature is voiced by Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And um, the caricature gang that looked like Ninja Turtle bad guys with backwards hats. And then Perfect. the last part was... Spin that wheel. Bad acting. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, actors no, that were in all this movie. I think, I think they're pretty aware of what was going on. In the I think they were all happy they were getting that paycheck. They were just, These yeah. guys were influenced by, like, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, and obviously they were influenced by... Uh, the reanimator because they've got Jeffrey Combs and uh, oh, I was so glad he showed up in this movie. The main bad, pretty happy. The main bad guy in this, uh, the leader of the corporation, is the main bad guy in the reanimator. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. He was the dude, the the head, uh, the head of the medical, wing the head of, 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 of the uh, medical huh, wing, huh, Miskatonic University. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry, I don't know what happened to your cat. It was an accident. What? Uh, yeah. Did you have a favorite quote from this movie, Joel? A line that was said that that made you happy or excited? I actually took two pages of notes, so I have to... We need to start this. Well, I don't think we... We've already gone through a bunch of stuff. I don't think... uh, Let me see if I have a line here. Those... Slash cuts were super annoying, by the way. It was oh, like... Oh, yeah, the kind of cut between the scene where, like, it yeah, would just cut down the middle. Like, like, transition, like, triangles taking out, like... It reminds me of, uh... What's... Turbo Kid? No, uh, yes, Turbo... No. What is that, uh... Battle, Battlefield Earth had a you know, bazillion seen, transition cuts. I've only seen part of that movie when oh, I was hanging out with man. you guys. We need like to watch it. two or three years ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we need to watch it. I don't, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Aaron. You're you're better off right now. Mm-hmm. We'll ruin your life later. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. Did I write anything? Uh, looks like he's going to poop. We already talked about that. <laughs> That's well covered, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> you explained that at length. <laughs> I wrote someone needs to be cut by those elbow blades because he kept bringing out the elbow blades and not cutting anyone like they dodge like every time until he finally does and it's like a major blow and he's like oh no well, you already w- killed his lady yeah sorry yeah sorry it was the buff chick that they gave the creature that they gave boobs to yeah that was really awkward and I'm not gonna lie I really don't remember that from what originally watching this. Like <laughs> maybe they six cut it out. Maybe they cut it out of the know. TV she was version. F- How else were we supposed to know she was a female? She had to have boobs on her monster costume, obviously. I'm Jeez. just gonna say it was much more noticeable this time around, and yeah. I was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was trying to remember, okay. trying to figure out what she, her monster character, reminded me of, and I finally did. That's why I was like, Ooh, when you said labyrinth. Yeah. Reminds me of the people who could take off their head and throw them back and forth to each other. Yeah. There was more that. than one creature that reminded me of a labyrinth creature. Yeah. There was one that had, like, fur like Ludo. Let's see. That's cool. I like I like Ludo. I thought I wrote down a line, but apparently I didn't. What do you got? Uh, well, obviously, I already said the... You're, <laughs> you're still chasing Ninja Turtles, which is kind of mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. amazing. But yeah, I also wrote down part of one of the lines that Stryker, I believe, when he was free freestyling, 
the several million the times he was freestyling. Yes. Was it the time where he freestyled and then him and the fat Mario looking guy back, stood back to back? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Conti- continue. Oh, I just, I just wrote that um, waiting for that giving, jiving thing to show. Guy. I'm so sad. <laughs> I don't think I heard that because the sound of my eyeballs rolling back into my head was scraping against my skull. <laughs> the only other line I wrote down was, um, imagine them in the White House. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine yeah. those guys in the White <laughs> House. It's a real, uh, <laughs> it's a real roadhouse ambitions. <laughs> <laughs> Sears is on their way to our town because of me. <laughs> I was really happy that Jeffrey Combs made an appearance in this yeah, movie. Yeah, no, he I played, like him. He's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oxnard's uh, finest. Yep, <laughs> Jeffrey played, Combs. He played Oxnard's. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. East? Get it. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. His name was Dr. East in yeah, this. Don't, um, get, don't get it. Don't even. That's great. You know. Let's see. I also... Sarah, do you have any other cool notes or just muscle lady um, in Hobo Town? The the freestyling was um <laughs> really good. <laughs> Shocking. No. <laughs> because we didn't see it coming and it just kinda slapped us in the face. <laughs> and I was reminded of watching Kazam <laughs> when he's basically talking in rhyme for the entire movie. <laughs> And it just felt really out of place. <laughs> but I guess um, a lot of things were kind of all over the place in the movie. And I and I found that kind of fun because I had no idea what to expect next. But yeah, there was, there was all over the place stuff. I just wanted to say that I think the romance between this guy and this lady. Sean and Mitzi or whatever. Was kind of nuts. And... <laughs> Like, I don't know when they met each other, how long they'd known each other, but I mean, okay, first of all, neither one of them is, like, at all a fleshed-out character. Like, neither one has any personality. I don't know. No, I don't have any. I feel like they're supposed to be, like, Adam and Eve, or, like, these star-crossed lovers or something, and it's like, you don't know anything about them, and it's like they're... They're fighting their way yeah. through a cardboard box. It's hard to take seriously. <laughs> in, in this movie, they don't really you don't really get an opportunity for them to really be in a relationship. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. There's not a moment where she's been where she's like, Oh, we've been dating for three months now, or yeah. like any sort of no. any sort of like narrative that allows you to understand their relationship, other than yeah. he just kind of shows up awkwardly at her apartment and is like, Oh, I better go. Your friend's going to be here for, like, 15 minutes, and I better bail. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That guy's a schmuck. Yeah. That's my buzzword. I I like to say schmuck, but it it just works so well when you're talking about somebody who's dumb. You are such a schmuck. I mean, listen... She's mourning the loss of her father, and you, you, you try to, you try to make a move, and she's into it, man. Don't leave. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a beginner's mistake. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Like, oh, somebody else just showed up. I'm going to be real quick. Uh, no, I better go. It's like, what do you got better to do? Is there moisture farming that you need to do right now, Luke Skywalker? Tashi, still going to Tashi Station. Man. I don't even know. Get those freaking power converters. It just seems kind of like a, a dumbass move to be yeah. like, oh, I don't want to sit here while that lady's here. <laughs> I've got terrible gas. Well, it's like, it's like, okay, so the lady comes in and says, oh, don't worry, I'll be leaving real soon. And then there's a secondary, like, are you sure you want to go? She's going to leave pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's twice. That's twice. Uh, I I feel like it's a directorial, a directorial decision because okay. if he stayed at the house, then they would have to probably try to have him move to a different room, which means they would have to... Have a different room set. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so instead, he just leaves. <laughs> he leaves for hours. <laughs> no, but seriously, because, like, it's like dark nighttime. <laughs> when he comes back with, like, a bag of, like, some, some Chinese food or <laughs> yeah. something. He leaves, he leaves in the daytime, and he happens to walk down, walk by JJ and Mario as they're going in. Well, you know, no. you know, I guess when you live in L.A., though, sometimes it does take a while to do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but this actually gives us to one of the best scenes in the movie, because JJ and Mario go into the building, and uh, you know they're up to no good, obviously. And then we flash to the truck, where ugly bald boss man is hanging out with Muscles Lady, and uh, they're listening to some some sweet um, saxophone music, some Kenny G style something going on, very relaxing. We take a minute to find out what's going on in their relationship. Yeah, we find out more about their characters than we ever do about the protagonist. <laughs> because she, she's, he's like, she's like, it's nice. This is the only like peaceful time we're a ever gonna time. get. Long time. It's like, yeah, yeah, we should take a trip to Brazil. It's like, and we can go shopping. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, we can go shopping. And then we cut. Yeah, I gotta say... It should have been the end of the movie. That <laughs> was a pretty <laughs> awesome scene. Yeah. I, in my notes, I wrote a strange moment in Van where one goon tells Lady Goon that they can go shopping in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> now, it seems like this is completely pointless. Absolutely pointless. It except it sets up a joke later when they're in that warehouse where he says, come on, let's go shopping. See, uh -huh. that joke wouldn't have made any sense if we didn't see the van scene. You're right. You're right. So they needed they, that was a necessary uh, alliteration. No, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Cool. Can cool. you shove this pencil into my eyeball? No, nope. <laughs> nope. We're not done yet, Joel. Uh, I wonder if somebody said that when they were filming that scene, and they had to come up with the scene for continuity to make it make sense. Like they had to go back and reshoot the van scene? Yeah, make up oh, a story wow. about why they said shopping. No, I was watching the dailies and I just, <laughs> this line doesn't make any sense. Why would he say, let's go shopping? <laughs> yeah, you're right. We, we should shoot another scene so that we can figure this out. I don't know why I turn on Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Yeah, we need to figure it out. We just watched Rocky the other day. <laughs> Rocky 4. Yep. 
<sighs> Aaron, is this movie over yet? No, we haven't even talked about like the actual parts, which are actually okay. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. The warehouse scene takes way too long. Like, there's, I it's I appreciate that it's thirty minutes, or it's it's probably not thirty minutes. It just felt like it, it felt started. like it was thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. And we see a lot of fighting. We see all the monsters running around, but it's you know he doesn't kill anyone. He like he's got. Well, and yeah. maybe, maybe it's maybe just he's like a goody two shoes kid, and he just doesn't want to you know murder someone, even if they are a zoonoid or whatever. Yeah. I remember feeling like how, uh, like, that a good portion of the movie was being taken up there. Like, I I kind of was thinking, how can the rest of the plot fall after this part? <laughs> like, I wasn't sure, but... Part of me wonders if it was just him trying to gain familiarity with being a Giver. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is like, they should have given some exposition that would have been like, you know, well, I wish I knew... How to use more of my powers, mm-hmm. or you know, <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been a crazy line in this movie. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. That, I mean, that's just my my thoughts on it. He just seemed he just seemed to know what to do when he was suited up after that happened. But yeah, I mean, the fight scene in there is to show that he can't. You know, he's not going to kill anyone. And in fact, we the only person we do see get killed is him. <laughs> like, they actually kill the Giver by ripping out that metal ball on his forehead. And, it's, uh, it's after he murders the, uh, the, the uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about lady. that. The yeah. lady monster creature. We finally get to see him use the blade, which is when we notice the monster has monster boobs for some reason but yeah he's like oh no oh, I killed my girlfriend <laughs> why are they monsters like I feel like that we got a little explanation at the beginning of the movie but these guys are part of the super I think it's supposed race to sh- or whatever yeah well I think it's supposed to show the difference between uh, humans and uh, the solenoids mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> essentially the the because it's it's stated it's stated in the intro about how something about how the humans were like the superior race that was that was created by by the um I can't remember the name of the did they even say it was oh I, I think don't they, they just said aliens yeah, yeah the aliens they were grown yeah or yeah whatever. like humans were created by aliens to be a weapon but there's also zoonoids yeah so they they weren't as superior to to humanity when which was where the whole Giver makes humans better than zoonoids thing. Yeah. Did, did you get the impression that in the regular world, like in the Aikido studio, that like people knew about the zoonoids and the Giver and anything? No. Didn't really get that impression. Nobody yeah. did. Yeah. It's like a secret like riff of society that like has this. And it usually like. Well, I guess I I guess I thought the common thread was like crime and like you know people that were not so great seem to be affiliated <laughs> with this. But well, later, you know, uh, during the warehouse fight, we do see two CIA agents show up and they immediately turn into monsters. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Like, oh, good, the whole team's together now. Like, uh, yeah, sure, okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The setup. Oh, the creature effects. Oh, 
I thought the, I thought the, the CIA agents, the, the transform red, they were pretty cool. Yeah. Like the one the kind of weird looking head. I can't even really accurately describe it. But. It's nice to see some ver- I mean, there you definitely get the variety in the the different kinds. Like I don't you know, I was making fun of uh, JJ's uh, gremlin looking dude, but I, I do think he looks cool. I think it's a cool looking thing. Yeah, and I think his I his buddy like who's got like the elephant trunk thing looks cool. Yeah. Although the uh the sound effects in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Are you talking about the swooshing noise, the whooshing noise as, as, he, as he threw people? I'm talking about the 999 sound effects they got on a CD-ROM from Barnes & Noble or whatever. <laughs> Com- <laughs> CompUSA. I gotta say, it does kind of take you out of it when you start hearing that trumpet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's going on? You're like, what? Because it's like a very like dark lit scene, and there's supposed to be like these like monsters that are like you know fighting each other, and they're just kind of a <laughs> like, weird it's like, Yeah, it made me long for the sound effect machine from Class of 1999 too. <laughs> there were there were some of those hitting sounds, and there were a bunch of. Bunch of flying sounds, some that <laughs> some that were like jets or rockets every, taking every off. Every time one of the monsters went through the air, it was like. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're flying that fast. <laughs> it was like no. faster than the speed of sound. <laughs> yeah, but this is uh, so after every the end of that scene, everybody gets you know kidnapped except for of course poor Sean is dead. He's turned into a puddle of mud or a An eyeball or a, well yeah that's all that's left. But there's also like a you know the equivalent of a chalk outline of goo <laughs> for him. <laughs> and uh, we go back to Chrono Tower whatever and. We see Mitzi lying in a pair of pajamas that obviously don't belong to her, but fit perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and and the creepy guy touching her. Yep. Uh, so it was that was really awkward. I kept looking at that guy's teeth. Like, were they false teeth or? I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't paying that much attention. I'll be honest. <laughs> The, the things I didn't like the look of, I kind of looked away from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like creepy old men. Write it down, boys. No creepy old men. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is this is at least leading up to the best part of the movie. In my opinion, the best part of the movie. Because like we get to hear the diabolical plan of, of evil old white guy. Which I'm not even going to go into because who cares? But he needs the Giver. That's a, that's all we know. We go down to the lab and there we go. Me and Aaron, our eyes grow large with joy and love as we see Jeffrey Combs wearing his glasses <laughs> and his lab coat. <laughs> it was awesome. It was it was really exciting to see Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, I I feel like I I've only seen him in like no I, I've. I, see, I have no idea because he's like a character actor. He'll just like be in a movie and won't realize it's him. The only movies I can think of off the top of my head that I know for sure I've seen him in besides this one are The Frighteners. Yep. And obviously uh, The Reanimator. Yeah. So I, I'm sure I've seen him in other stuff. 
Oh yeah, he's definitely had a few other appearances, but uh, my brain is not a, it does not contain that right now. It just contains mm-hmm. the greatness that is Guyver. Um, but it's really cool to see him, his uh, fellow scientist, uh, um, dude. Yeah. And, yeah, they uh, they they, what the, they say some line together. Oh, they're so excited. Yeah, they're like they're like, like they're cloning. Ex- it's a cloning, cloning, cloning. Uh, yes, cloning, mm-hmm, cloning. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They're um, because they're 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 uh, watching the Guyver unit kind of grow little bits of itself back. Yeah, fleshy bits. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's a cool effect. Cool effect, definitely, definitely. Like stop motiony kind of thing where it, like little ribbons of flesh are just coming out of the back of it, and uh, you know this this sends Mitzi off into it's when she sees it she's like Sean I'm like that's not it's a silver ball it's not <laughs> I, yeah yeah I mean I know that the difference between Sean and an inanimate object isn't that that crazy but <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think if I were her, I would think he was dead. Like anyone, <laughs> yeah, anyone would think he was dead. And I, I feel like everyone's reaction to this little ball is like, yeah, it's bizarre. It's like they're all clued into something that we have no idea what it is. Did we talk about how Mark Hamill is like? It's like in a tank. He's strung up. Is yeah, in the back to tank. Yeah, another back to tank for him. <laughs> another throwback. He was he was like, oh, he's much happier in there. Like like it was Minority Report or something like that. Yeah, he tried to make it sound like it was like some euphoric experience yeah. for him turning to a zoonoid yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Maybe I'll do and become a zoonoid. Doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, stay in that place long enough. But yeah. Um. Yeah, mm. I've just lost all the energy here. Mitzi, Mitzi breaks in and, yeah. and tries to steal uh, the Giver, and everyone's negotiating with her for some freaking reason. <laughs> I forgot about and, that. Uh, Jeffrey Combs uh, and uh, his buddy transform into other monsters. He, he becomes Goat Man with a tie. That tie, so cool. that is ridiculous. <laughs> that tie is like a comedy gag from like a clown magic shop or something. A gigantic tie? Come on, just for monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah, so Mitzi somehow ends up throwing the Giver and it ends up in Goatman's throat and... They're trying to it's, pull it out of him, and let's just talk about it again. That is okay. Yeah. So then, no, um, I changed my mind. Then, <laughs> then uh, the Giver starts to grow, and it kind of looks like a pointy shape that's like busting open the creature, and it makes this sound that's kind of like. I can't believe you didn't hear this, Aaron. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were right there. Okay. Yeah, maybe you just heard me going. Ah. I think. I think that there was some very audible noise that happened that might have uh, distracted Come me from, from your it. direction. The sound of me vomiting. Yeah, they they went there. Um, <laughs> they um, 
they were making the Jaws music when the Giver re reappeared and cloned back into himself. Yeah, because because his, his blade sticks through the guy, the Goat Man's stomach, and it kind of looks like a shark. Yeah, that <laughs> was like that was like come on, <laughs> Ayla, I'm I, so sad. I'm sorry, yeah. I can't believe I missed that. I don't know. Well, Aaron, I've got the DVD. We I'll can just watch it again awesome. right after we finish recording. Okay, let's do it. And then they slipped on a puddle and fell. <laughs> <laughs> and then they then they went Banana space, peel. the final frontier, and then the 2001 theme played, and then, <laughs> then the Godfather came out and said, <laughs> on the day of my daughter's wedding. What else did they say? They were like, going to throw something else in there. Um I can't remember. That's after all the action starts, right? And they're running around. So, the, yeah, the, there's some hijinks that happen mm-hmm. after after this scene because the Giver starts, you know, killing people. He's killing people left and right now. Yeah, the Giver's having yeah. a good good time. Yeah. Well, she's like, Sean, and he's like, I came back for you. Back? Oh yeah. Like what? Like what? You have a choice. You had Actually, a choice. The Giver, the Giver cloned you in it. See, that could have been a, another scene. He could have been like stuck in limbo, and like the Giver appears to him as like, "We can be one now. You are a part of me. Do you want to live again?" Press like, enter. I have to go back for Mitzi. I'm re- I'm writing a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mitzi and Mitzi and Mark Hamler doing their Scooby Doo thing. But Mark Hamill... I'm throwing up. <laughs> I thought it was so good. I, I wrote, sexual T-Rex tries to hump Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. I like that little guy was all running around. Like a, oh, lordy. I don't even know, like a frog, giant frog face man or I'm something. Not, I'm not sure how to accurately describe it, but even you pointed this one out. But kind of at one point... Like kind of sort of behind <laughs> Jeffrey Combs goat creature, there was kind of this like inflated guy who just kind of was moving left and right occasionally. <laughs> I'm sorry, but some of the creatures in this, I felt like nobody drew them on a piece of paper. <laughs> I felt like they just made them up as they were going. Well, along. at the at the end, they just kind of had to slap things okay, together. Okay, this real one's quick. gonna have big lips, I and mean, this one's gonna have a big head. Some, some of them were very creative. Let's, let's put it this way. Of course, when you're in the lab situation, you're going to see some of the experimental oh, yeah, versions yeah, yeah. of the creatures. So. <laughs> I mean, logically, True. it would make sense that there's probably not fully formed ones. And there's yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And yeah. his apron. Spider-Man in his apron. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he was baking right before. <laughs> He's like the company, he company the chef. Like, oh, no, they need me. My spider powers. That creature was cool. He's even got a voice like that. He's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, Giver, Giver Sean here finally starts killing people. He starts chopping people with his blades and stuff like that. Thank goodness. He even kills the main, the main goon, like crushing his head. And, and um, Mark Hamill. Then, yeah, then, then, then we see the tragic. The tragic loss of Mark Hamill. It was so John Carpenter. It's I very, thought it, I thought it was exci- it was pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, like yeah. He's, it's like freaking out about his leg, and then it like his leg like splits open. Like you see it, like oh my gosh, because we've seen Trent. Like we said, we saw transformations at the beginning of the movie, 
but they're all done in the dark, and it's just kind of like, you know, may, maybe very slightly uh, American Werewolf in London style, you know, like growing and stuff like that. And this was like, yeah, the thing, yeah, yeah. I I, th- I was I was I was all about it. It grody. I thought it looked pretty cool. I thought it was gross, but I was impressed by the technical feat that was accomplished when they did it. Yeah. yeah. And Mark Hamill was just like, "It's too late for me, guys." <laughs> <laughs> what was what, what was the what was the thing you said? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he the was con- the the considerate worm <laughs> <laughs> moment. <laughs> Come in and meet the missus. Oh. <laughs> It's I like too it. late for me, run. <laughs> I like how they made that little, like, he kind of looks like a, a big, fat, ugly praying mantis type thing. But they, they made, like, a little patch where his eyes were that kind of yeah. looked like Mark Hamill's Yeah, face. there's, like, there's like this yeah. bug creature with, like, Mark Hamill eyes. His eyes moving back My and forth. My eyes can't change. <laughs> <laughs> they also can't hold still for some reason. <laughs> You guys, yeah. I love you. <laughs> Run. You have the truest love. <laughs> Save yourselves, children. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. the final boss fight, though. Yes, that's that's oh, good. Oh, man. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, old white guy shows up again. He's just... Uh, it's not even important. He's got some monologue. He's like, give me the Giver. And the Giver's like, I am the Giver. I can't give you myself. Go, go away. Whatever. And kicks him through a room. But then he off screen turns into a Megazord. (laughs) (laughs) He turns into a a pretty cool looking beasty. Creature. Like substantial, he's one of the Zoa lords, I guess. And it's huge. It's yep. a huge creature. It's it's a super buff dragon like guy. Antlers and like mm-hmm. huge teeth. Mm-hmm. Kind of a weird looking butt. Lots of multiple limbs. Kind of kind of glistens a little bit. Yeah, he's been he's been doing that P ninety X or something like that. He's <laughs> he's ripped. Another fleshy moment. I kind of wasn't so. I'm so glad about, but I had I had to say that I did think it was kind of it was different than you usually see in a movie. In that part, I was kind of like, "Wow, that's cool!" Right? Yeah, and this is where the movie actually differentiates. Like uh, it it beat out my expectations. But by, by the way, by the way, I need to I need to reiterate this part here. Um, towards the end of the movie, when Guyver was killing all the monsters. I uh, said out loud to these two, if Stryker doesn't get killed, this movie gets zero stars. <laughs> Stryker being the the J.J. Gremlin monster. Because he, you know, the, the one that was, what was it? He was rapping. rapping. He, was, he was doing whatever. Freestyling. He was, he was Aaron's favorite character. My favorite character? Oh, no. No. Aaron's absolute favorite character <laughs> of all time. I have to say, I, I did kind of like his look. Get out of here. No, yeah, no, no, he was good looking. Cool character. looking monster. Yeah. He was just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was like, he better. Hey, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on that. So we don't see him die, but the movie's not over yet, so you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But during the big boss fight, which uh, defies expectations, 
instead of uh, Guyver using his, uh, he's he's got like a Deus Machina ready to go. He's got these, uh, a, like the ultimate blaster thing. Yeah, he's he's got this light Just that he missed. he kind of showed for a second earlier and before he died. And uh, we don't see him like in a typical movie. You would see him like get pressed against a wall and then immediately use that like a ten second like we've shown the big boss. Oh no, yeah. he's dead. And this, we see him running around. We see him trying to fight the guy. You know, he like hurts the big monster, climbs up above him, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it's it's probably only like two minutes, but you know, it's like a minute fifty more than you, get you would to typically see get it for a while. Yeah, yeah, you get to see action play out. Yeah, you. I, I definitely agree with you guys. You definitely really get to appreciate that moment. And I'm actually really thankful, Joel. You you mentioned that while we were watching because. Because, I mean, I was kind of, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a cool fight. But, like, it didn't really dawn on me that you were right. <laughs> like, normally you'd only get, like, 10 seconds, yep. 15 seconds of this guy before, like, the building fell on him. Yeah. You know? Or, yeah, no- or something. You norm- know? <laughs> normally Piccolo would fight him and Goku would just immediately Super Saiyan and beat him up. And, you know, we'd all, the Earth would be saved. Or the bridge falls in the Super Shredders. You know, see, yeah. like. Oh, my gosh. That is the, I, even back in the day. I was so mad about that. Like, oh, Kevin Nash. <laughs> Super Shredder, he's right there. He's going to kick the turtle. I can, okay. like, I can, like, hear Kid Joel complaining about that in my head. <laughs> Kid, Kid Joel forgot about it almost immediately afterwards because they gave me a free poster as I was leaving the theater. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. So he he does eventually uh, pin down the Guyver, the big big boss monster, and uh, Guyver uses his uh, super electric light nipple thing, whatever is going on. You know, opens up his chest cavity, blows the monster away. Like literally, the monster flies off, flies through the wall like death machine. Goes through a wall, <laughs> Start, and catches on fire, and then explodes. explodes. Amazing! <laughs> like you see the explode, you see the pieces fly. It's <laughs> really cool. You see it explode, and then you see the building like <laughs> like a backdraft bomb, a fire, fire bomb going off inside the building. I was not laughing so, so hard when that happened, because it's just so like, it's so amazing. Yeah, the way it happens, too, oh you know God. those guys must have taken their big monster puppet and blown it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is awesome. You laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like limbs and stuff flying. It's it was great. pretty good. Yeah. We were all kind of laughing like, wow, that just happened and it was really entertaining. <laughs> that was satisfying. Movie. It, it could have uh, ended like, of course, we have to have the denim kind of thing. We've got to see uh, Mitzi reuniting with Sean, who's naked. And, uh, you know, oh, right, right. His Guyver suit comes off. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally. I mean, he takes a little quick, quick look at his, uh, his ding dong and decides <laughs> that it must be pretty good because she, you know, she goes and gets him a robe and then they finally have the long awaited kiss. They finally consummate their relationship with a single kiss. The most chaste kiss. <laughs> yeah. You give me a look. What is that? Yeah. Like? <laughs> it was cheese ball. Yeah. It was like, yeah. It's like, oh boy, we're sure good friends now. Mm-hmm. Too, no, like, yeah, too bad mean, Mark Hamill died. <laughs> 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 
you said at the totally. beginning of the next movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, spoiler: Guyver two, they break up. <laughs> the it does the very beginning of the movie. That's really funny. That is funny because they make a big deal about the fact that they're together, and it's like it's 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 cheesy. Yeah. He's he's naked. She's checking him out, and they're trying to make it seem all kind of like pure and innocent or something and like I thought they were gonna get down in that lab because <laughs> <laughs> blown up pieces of creatures everywhere. She's kinda weird about it already yeah. anyways. But I don't know. No, that's not how the movie ends, guys. I'm sorry. The movie has to end by by pulling up my guts and stomping on them or, or something. Oh jeez. I don't even know. Because we get to see at the very end that uh, we've been seeing Mark Hamill's CIA boss, you know, who's been telling him, oh, stop investigating Kronos and stuff like this. And he's there at the lab at the very end. And standing right next to him is Stryker. Who lived. And he says, I've got a job for you. And that's, that's when Stryker says dynamite. I said that earlier that he's, he yeah. gets to see dynamite. Yeah, because you can't you can't have JJ in a movie. It'd be like having Arnold Schwarzenegger in your movie and not getting them to say "Hasta la, I'll be back" or punch a camel or something, dude. Punch, yeah, punch a camel. Oh, you never seen Conan the Barbarian? No, I have seen it. Have I don't you seen remember Conan the Destroyer? the Destroyer. I don't think I've seen the Destroyer. Oh, okay, he punches a camel. That's way better than when Jean-Claude punches that snake. Okay. Well, we got to watch Conan the Destroyer sometime. All right, put it on the list. Cool. Cool. So, yeah, what would you guys think of this movie? Really good, huh? Uh, I love it. Shut up. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great. It's fun. It's stupid. It's fun. Yeah. And, and there's amazing, phenomenal, practical effects in this movie that, uh, you know, you just don't get nowadays. Yes, those practical effects are pretty great. Yeah. You know, it wasn't my favorite movie, but it wasn't my least favorite movie. I'd, I'd say I had fun watching it with you guys. Awesome. And, awesome. And thank you, Ayla. For yeah, thanks a lot, Ayla. Lending it great. to us. That is so cool. And we really, we got a kick out of it. Yeah, thank you. We did. <laughs> and Joel, Joel, uh, it was a little bit, un- he didn't like some parts of it, but that made it really entertaining for me and Aaron. Not going to lie. <laughs> yes, you brought a lot of joy into their love. It brought an enjoyment level to the movie. <laughs> very, I didn't realize good. I had this sadistic <laughs> level <laughs> mm-hmm. of enjoyment. Uh, it's not the worst movie we've watched for this podcast. Yeah. Okay, it's not going to, it's not going to beat out parts per billion or, uh, no such thing, but yeah. Endangered. Species. Who am I gonna? Who would I tell to watch this? I think you have to be young to enjoy this movie in a non-ironic sense. You know, I think that Aaron had the perfect experience of watching it. You know, on VHS over and over again. Like, hey, maybe I give this DVD to my nephews and they'll think it's cool or something. Um, they just might. It's kind of dated, too. But I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, me too. Reminds me of the Chiodo Brothers, you know, with the killer clowns from outer space. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's a movie I love. 
that movie scared the hell out of me, but I've, I've already said that multiple times. Yeah, it's times. terrifying. Oh my gosh. Blame it. All right, so next week, right now, the plan is uh, the randomized movie is a movie called Nymphs <laughs> from uh, 2014, which is a horror movie oh, no. that is alternately titled Killer Mermaid, but I believe that's a spoiler, so I've already spoiled it, but <laughs> Killer Mermaid 2014 or Nymphs from 2014, unless we can't get a copy for some reason, but uh, that's the plan right now. Uh, once again, thank you, Ayla, for that DVD. Thank you so much. Anybody else that wants to, you know, wants to force a movie upon us, uh, just, you know, you can send us a DVD. You could, uh, tell us where to find a copy of what you want to watch. Either, you know, track down Aaron. Uh, he's not going to give you a kiss, but, you know, he's always <laughs> looking for friendly faces. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can tweet at us uh, at, at Outer Space Pod or send an email to please don't podcast at gmail.com. Really appreciate it whenever anyone does. So I'm going to ask you for lessons. And I'm going to be quick about this particular part because I don't really, you know, the, I, I feel like my spiel is tired at the end. And I know that some people definitely just skip over it anyways. So what I want to say is if you want to, communicate with us we'd love to hear from anybody i've been putting up posts uh with the next movie for looking for comments on that and uh if you just want to you know tell us what's been going on if you saw a cool sci-fi movie or a fantasy movie recently you want to talk to us please head over to facebook.com slash pdsmios and uh sarah aaron and i all go to that page pretty often we're ready to communicate with people you know, we have yeah. fun. And uh, the other thing I want to say is uh, we are, of course, a part of the audio, the uh, Ear Trumpet Audio Network. You can find all of the other podcasts on the network at eartrumpetaudio.com. Check them out today. There's lots of good stuff there. All right. So I know that you must have learned something from this movie, you know, besides how much you enjoy causing me emotional pain. There must have been something else there. I'll go first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it on the, you know, take it in stride right here. Um, don't watch this movie. No, that's not the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your lesson, Joel? The lesson I learned is that you need to pay attention in your Aikido class. Or, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's Aikido. Aikido class, okay? Like, you're not going to find a Giver, okay? Normal person I'm talking to, you're not going to find a Giver. So when you get confronted by Los Lobos, you know, when your bike breaks down in the middle of Hobo Town or whatever, you're going to get, you know, beat up or whatever. Pay attention. Pay attention. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a good lesson. Yep. Also, never grow a mustache. <laughs> I guess that's just from our panel. <laughs> um, my lesson, Joel, is that uh, if you're a Zolanoid and your Bosch has told you not to transform, but you do it anyways, and you're running full speed because you gotta go, you gotta go catch those guys, um. and you jump over a wall and you land on a movie set that's fully oh, going. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I forgot Just about start acting. That. Yep. Just act your heart out. That's what they need. I forgot about that part. <laughs> you know who that screaming woman was? It was Linnea Quigley, who is also in the reanimator. Oh, yeah, that's right, huh? Yep. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Anyways, that's my lesson. It's a good lesson. If you're a Zolanoid. Yes. That, that was actually That was actually a funny part of this movie for that. But I you know, it wasn't just him, it was the, the director guy. Was oh, the director guy was hilarious. And and uh Linnea Quigley was being funny. <laughs> Sarah, do you have anything? Mm, what did I learn? <laughs> From the guy for I learned that um, I don't like lobster. <laughs> you already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I learned that <gasps> I was going to say you don't have to be a very good actor <laughs> to get a part in a movie. <laughs> but um, I think a more appropriate thing to say would be <laughs> don't go down to the don't go down to the L.A. River by yourself. <laughs> That's a good one. In the middle of the night, yeah. Especially. <laughs> that river basin's full of T-1000s. <laughs> yeah, and Mutants monster creatures. Transform. And the cast of Grease racing against each other. All at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see you next week, folks. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. Bye. Thank you, Ayla. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.